BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie, and I will be your host this lovely morning. Happy Monday. Well, we are getting into round two of bad dates because there's just an endless fountain of terrible dates. They truly are the gift that keeps on giving. Dating is the worst. Dating's the worst. It, it really is. There's no other way to put it. But before we do that, before we get into the horror of the stories today, we got to talk about the Meghan Markle interview. And I should have just recorded later and done it in last week's episode because I know it's been a week since it happened and people are like kind of over it. But I haven't really voiced all of my thoughts. So I just am going to do that now. And then we will get into bad dates. So first of all, why does anybody want to defend the royal family? Just just on principle, why do we want to defend the royal family? That is not very 1776 of you to side with the British monarchy over an American woman. I don't I don't like the way that sounds. But also, it's been well known for years that they're like terrible people. Like, they're all terrible people. And honestly, the existence of a monarchy in 2021, like it's very antiquated. Did you like that word? I heard it on the internet. It's very old school. And there's I don't know, it's weird. Somebody explained it to me. I remember when we went to England a few years ago, we were talking to our cab driver. And I asked him, I was like, do you guys like having a royal family? Like, are you into it or what? And he was like, well, they don't do a whole lot. They're more of a symbol. And I heard somebody compare like the queen to like the American flag, you know, like you respect it. And it's like, it's a big part of everything, but it's not making any decisions, but it's like kind of a sacred symbol. So he was like, yeah, I guess, but like, we don't really need them. Like they, they don't need a royal family. It's just, it's just tradition. So they still have one. So during the interview, I side with Meghan Markle and Harry on a lot, pretty much everything. The one thing I will say that felt pretty disingenuous was when Meghan Markle said that she didn't Google Harry before she went on a date with him. Like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. I mean, you Google everybody you go on a date with, including and especially a prince of England. But I did kind of get where she was coming from when Oprah asked her, like, well, did you do research on what it would be like? And she was like, no, I, I didn't. Because does that really exist? Like, there's not really a WikiHow article on how to marry into the royal family. So one of the most interesting things to me in the entire interview was when they talked about the relationship between the press and the royal family. I didn't realize that the UK media 
gets like wined and dined and 69 by the royal family. They have the ability to stop or change pretty much any story that's printed about anybody. That's why, do you guys remember last year, William cheated on Kate with her best friend. Did you see more than like two articles about it? It was like briefly mentioned, but it wasn't headlines for months and months and months. And what about Prince Andrew? So for those of you that don't know who Prince Andrew is, he's the queen's son. He's Prince Charles's brother. So in like the line of succession for British monarchies, like it doesn't go like it won't go Charles and then his little brother, it will go Charles and then his oldest son, and it will go to the next oldest son. So Prince Andrew will never be king or anything, but he is at the same, he's the, the son of the queen. And I cannot believe how little I have read about this dude. First of all, he's a pedophile. Okay, he just is. He has very close ties to Jeffrey Epstein. It's a whole mess. Do you ever read about it? Do you ever see anything about it? No. But for two straight years, I saw probably 300 articles written about Meghan Markle. And she talks about it in the interview. She says that the royal family is willing to lie to protect people, but they're not willing to tell the truth to protect her, which honestly should shock no one. The royal family is a well-oiled machine for controlling narratives that might be unflattering to certain family members. Okay, another part that I want to get into is the reaction that some people have had to Meghan Markle coming forward about being suicidal. If I said harsh expletives on this podcast, I would direct them at the people who say she's lying. Because to question someone's sincerity when they express that they've had those thoughts, worst type of person. That is the worst type of person. Also, like have just a a shred of empathy that she's not a regular celebrity. She has different standards placed on her after having 30 whatever years of a normal-ish life, a normal celebrity life. Every move she makes, every food she eats, every item of clothing that she's ever worn is dissected by every person on the planet. Can you imagine how suffocating that would be? Can can you imagine? And every evaluation of her in the media is about how terrible she is. It's not like she's getting, like, it was two and a half straight years. I never read a flattering article about Meghan Markle. Not once. But it was always just the most ridiculous things that people were were nitpicking. People like Piers What's-His-Face have put real effort into ruining her. Like, that is their soul's purpose in life. And it's wild to me that you could hear her expressing her side and think, you know what? I think the thousand-year-old institution that has endless supplies of wealth and power that is notorious for covering up for themselves, I think they're the good guys here. The outsider who married into a system? Mm, no, no, it couldn't be her. And I get, I do agree with, with people who have said this, that there are times where Meghan Markle's delivery or like her approach and how she was answering certain things, it feels rehearsed and somewhat fake. But she's been trained, like she's media trained, like she knows how to interview and how to respond. And she's not just a normal person talking about their in-laws. And I felt so bad for it, like the entire interview, that she has to balance how she says things, because she knows every word she says is going to be ripped to shreds. And just hoping that people believe her. 
So where I stand is that I really don't have any reason not to believe her, but I have about 600,000 reasons not to trust the British royal family. I mean, the whole saga of the, the royal family from, you know, Diana all the way till now is so fascinating and frankly, like kind of horrifying. And we feel a distance from it because we're American, but also because the royal family you know, purposely separates themselves from reality. And I like that Meghan Markle is continuing this narrative that Diana aimed for. And we all know this because we've all, you know, we've watched the really famous interviews and Diana was aiming for connecting with people. And I think the royal family likes that they are so removed from the public. They are so out of touch and they are so, you know, obsessed with their status. And I think think when somebody attempts to break that down, it threatens their system. And Diana, yeah, has that interview where she says she wants to be queen of the people's hearts, you know, she wants to just love people. And I don't know if we've caught on yet, but it is not very on brand for the royal family to put connecting with the public at the top of their list. They are so self-deluded. So I think that with Meghan Markle, they had a chance to kind of reroute the perception of them, and they didn't do it. Because why would they do it? They benefit so heavily from the way their system runs. Why would they ever care about changing that? And the last thing I want to say uh, is to respond to people who are like, well, well, if Meghan Markle and Harry wanted out of the spotlight, why did they move to LA and get a job and or start a company and whatever? Why didn't they just try and live a normal life? Well, first of all, what do you want them to do? Do you want them to get an apartment in Minnesota and get a job at Wendy's? Like they're celebrities. I think it's okay to like being a celebrity and like the opportunities that you have and also to want to make money. I don't think that's too crazy. I don't think they wanted out of the spotlight per se. I think they wanted out of the royal family and the feeling of being trapped. And additionally, they are never going to have a normal life ever again. They can't just pick up and move and hope that nobody finds them. Like their whole life, they will be hiding from everything and everyone. Also, they're going to have to have security their whole life. So I don't think it's that weird that they are wanting to start their own foundations or media groups and they want to, you know, live in Los Angeles. I, I don't think it's that weird. And I think it's unrealistic for people to expect them to just like live a normal life. So oh, also anyone who says that the conversation about Archie's skin color didn't happen. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. No doubt about it. Personally, I think it was Will, but I would not be surprised if it was Charles. If you don't think that the royal family controls every single thing that is said about every single member, look at Charles. Okay, he was married to Diana, who is perhaps one of the most beloved figures, not only in the royal family, but like in history. He was married to her, cheats on her with Camilla, and then Diana dies under suspicious circumstances do you ever read anything unflattering about Camilla? Ever? She's like totally accepted and loved and she broke up Charles and Diana and then Diana died. If there's anybody we should hate that married into the royal family, it should be Camilla. She sucks bad. Okay, so there's my there's my thoughts. I'm team Meghan Markle, obviously, and I think that Diana would also be team Meghan. And I live my life based on WWDD. What would Diana do? So let's get into some bad dates. Let's talk about the weird people that you guys agree to go out with because you're just trying to be nice. We're done with that, right? Like everybody, like we're all on the same page that like we we're not doing that anymore. We're not saying yes to every date. We're not being 
polite. We're not making people more comfortable by just saying yes and agreeing to go over to their house. We're not doing that anymore. So I say, let's just get right into it because I have some thoughts on the people that you decide to go on dates with. Okay, she says, Maddie, you're not ready for this. So this kid takes me out, right? Picks me up in a minivan, which is fine. Minivans are fine. It just adds to the story in a really beautiful way that he was driving a minivan. So he picks me up. It's a double date and we're going on a hike. Great, right? We get to the hike and it begins to rain. The hike is so long. It takes us two hours to get to the top. Once we get to the top, the boys pull out picnic food, picnic food that is eaten in the middle of a field of weeds, which is soaking wet from the rain. The boys then realize that they forgot utensils. So my date puts his hand into a grocery bag, like onto a glove, and he uses his grocery bag gloved hand to scoop and spread the peanut butter and jelly. And because I was starving, I ate it. So then we get down from the hike. I'm assuming we're going home because the thought of not going home might have killed me. He doesn't take me home. He drives past my apartment to his place where the four of us do the following activities. We watch the movie Paddington and we play Minecraft for two hours. My date leaves after Minecraft, just walks out the front door with no explanation. And the couple I'm with starts making out on the couch and my date is gone. So he comes back after like 20 minutes. I beg him to take me home. He agrees. But before we walk out the door, he grabs a wooden sword and puts it down the back of his shirt. I don't ask questions because the less I ask, the sooner I will be home. We get to my place. He walks me to the door and I go in for a post-date hug like a normal human. And he says, no, steps back and tells me to kneel down. Again, I will do whatever to make this end. I kneel. He then pulls out the sword from the back of his shirt and he knights me as the best date. And then without another word, leaps off my porch balcony with sword in hand, gets in his minivan and leaves. I kneel in stunned silence for a couple of minutes. I then go inside where I take a hot shower and cry. Because that's the thing, when you go on a really bad date, you just got to cry that you wasted that many hours of your life. And I know that the punchline of the story is that he knighted you as the best date. But I think what we really glossed over is that this person put a grocery bag over their hand and scooped peanut butter and jelly out of the jar. That's that's criminal. I don't love peanut butter. I don't hate it. I like a, I like a Reese's. You know, I like a peanut butter and honey on occasion, but I'm not a peanut butter person. When I was little, I used to eat just butter and jam sandwiches, which surprises literally no one. But just the texture of peanut butter, if I think about it too much, it just, it really starts to gross me out. Okay, let's go on to the next one. She says, One time in college, my roommate and her boyfriend set me up with their friend. I think the only reason they set us up was because we were both single, which is a terrible reason to set people up, just saying, because we had nothing in common. He was very into the country farm life. I was raised in Southern California. Anywho, he picks me up in his large pickup truck and we head out to the mountains to ride razors and have a bonfire with our friends. How does everybody have a razor? This is mentioned in like so many dates. You guys go on razor rides. I could hardly understand him through his thick country accent. And I can quickly tell he was probably a guy that was always getting into trouble as a teenager, but he was a nice guy. We get on the freeway and start towards the mountains, and I notice he's driving really fast and reckless drivers make me nervous, so I'm starting to get anxious. All of a sudden, I hear a beeping noise, and he slows down. He laughs and says, 
Oh, I have a police scanner in my truck so I can speed and not get caught. It tells me when police are close by. This is a red flag to me because I'm definitely a rule follower, but we continue on the date. We end up at our location, ride razors, have a bonfire, and then head home. This is where I realize he is really a yeehaw country boy and he's not the guy for me. On the way home, we take a dirt road by some farm fields to get to the freeway to go home. Suddenly, we see a small fox scurry across the dirt and almost hit it. He stops and rolls down his window. I didn't hit it, did I? He said. I thought he was nice for being concerned about whether or not the fox was okay. I told him I didn't think he hit it, and we spotted it running in the farm field. We're watching it run away when I see a red light close to it. I wonder what the red light could be, and then I hear a loud bang and see the fox go limp. Startled, I look over, and he has a gun in his hands, and he shot the fox. I didn't even see him take out the gun. He laughs and says, bet you didn't even know I, bet you didn't even know I had that in my pants the whole date. I also have a rifle in the back seat and one in the bed of the truck. I laughed, but could not believe what just happened. He sped all the way home. We never went on a date again. The moral of the story is don't set your friends up on blind dates if the only thing they have in common is that they're both single. Also, stop bringing guns on dates. Stop. There is no earthly reason why you would need to take a gun on a date. Just stop. I'm sorry. Maybe that's a little extreme. Maybe I'm going to get a DM after somebody hears this and they're going to say, I think it's a really good idea to take guns on dates or whatever. I have had a guy reach out to me because I like read, I read a story about, about guns or something. And he messaged me and he was like, Hey, I just want to like talk to you about guns. And I want to like know why you don't like them. And I'm like, I, what? I just don't, I don't like them. And I also don't want to talk to you about them. I am just personally very uncomfortable with guns. I think that if people like them, they can, they should have them safely. I'm not like trying to say eliminate all of them. But I definitely don't think that they need to be taken on first dates. Like you're going to a bonfire, and then taking a girl home, you don't need a gun for it. Okay. (sighs) All right, next. She says, here it is. While hanging out with some friends, I met the hottest guy. He was friendly, loved to travel, tall, dark, the whole package. We hit it off, but I couldn't get a real feel to ask for a phone number, so I didn't. A couple weeks passed, and while out at the same spot, he was there again. He came directly over and asked if... I was down to go on a date, just over to In-N-Out because it was late. Of course, I said yes. On the drive over, it was super awkward. Like he forgot to tell me some key details about him, including his obsession with action figures, Pokemon, and still living at his parents' house at age 30. No job, no idea what he wanted to do. After a few minutes at In-N-Out and me being embarrassed about others around me hearing the things he's telling me, he was just so creepy. We get talking about his family. He began ranting about his brother and how he thinks he's all that. You might have guessed what I figured out. I was on a date with his identical twin brother. What are the chances I would meet both of them at the same place and think they're the same person? I made an excuse to leave and literally walked back to my car parked on the other side of town. I could not get out of there fast enough. This feels almost unbelievable. I do believe you. I absolutely believe you. It just also sounds like something that would happen to like Michael Scott. I have people ask me, I think I've talked about this on a past episode. I've had people ask me like, do you make sure that the stories are true? Like, do you go on their Instagram and like vet the stories? No, I just trust you guys. I just believe literally everything that is sent to me. (laughs) Even if you lie and you come up with a good story, I think it's worth telling. But I do, I do believe you. Okay, next, she says, for starters, I don't know if this qualifies under the worst date ever, but definitely under worst experiences with someone I dated. 
goes way back to my sophomore year in high school. I was dating this boy and I remember it so clearly. It was the 4th of July and we were having a makeout session in his front yard. Mm, saucy. I began to notice something in my mouth. I'm thinking, that's weird. I didn't have anything stuck in my teeth or anything to eat before this. So I pulled away and took the object out. It was a piece of ground beef. He had deposited a piece of food in my mouth while we were making out. Oh, I remember. Okay, I remember. Oh my gosh. I remember reading this and thinking like, I almost can't pick that because I almost can't get through it. Why is ground beef truly the grossest possible food that that could happen with? Like anything would have been better than that. An actual tooth would have been better than finding a chunk of ground beef in, you, in your mouth. Okay, we, we have to move on. We have to move on. We went to dinner for our first date and I told him about a play I was in at the time. He said he knew someone in that same play and was actually related to them. I thought that's weird because my mom had told me that I was related to someone in the play too. So I asked him who he was related to and when he said the name, my jaw dropped. We were related to the same person. Ergo, we were related to each other. Just to make sure, I called my mom while we were still on the date and we confirmed that he and I were second cousins. The date didn't end there. Since neither of us had smartphones, we went to the library to Google if it was okay for second cousins to date. Google said it was fine, so we made out later that night and a few times after that. So best date ever? Maybe? <laughs> I've had several stories submitted to me where you guys accidentally go on dates with your cousins. Like, it should alarm all of us how often this happens. But never have I had somebody submit a story about going on a date with their cousin and then making out with said cousin after you've been made aware that you are cousins. I can't imagine that this is legal, but sometimes thirst knows no bounds. All right, next. She says, this happened about eight years ago. I was about 20 years old and I was on a second date with a guy. We'll call him John. The day had gone well and John was driving me back to my apartment. Out of the blue, he turned to me and said, have you ever tried to get rid of your acne? He then proceeded to tell me that there's a specialist called a dermatologist that can help me with that sort of thing. He also offered to get me in contact with his mom, who he was sure could recommend some products for me. I was mortified. I have always struggled with acne and still do to this day. Needless to say, there was not a third date. Give me a break, John. I want your skincare tips about as much as I want your pregnancy tips. Okay, like you don't get it. It's not the same for you like it is for us. And you know that this guy was so proud of himself. And he probably went home and he probably told his mom or his friends or whatever that he had offered to help you. And he probably went to sleep feeling so good about himself. Also, John, you probably wash your face with a three in one Dove bar. Don't lecture anybody about their skin. And Acne, so normal. Everybody gets it everywhere. Nobody prepared me that acne would happen literally on every inch of my body. Do you guys ever get acne on your butt cheeks? I do. I guess most people don't say that into a microphone and broadcast it to the world, but I just did. So shut up, John. I'm sorry about the rage against John, but I get very defensive of my friends when they hang out with people who critique their appearance. Because you're a 10. You're a 10 out of 10. Okay. All right. Next up, this one does have some um, choice four letter words, if you know what I mean. I just like to tell you guys just in case like there's children around. It's just PG 13. Okay, it's not it's not anything R, but it is PG 13. 
All right, let's get into it. She says, okay, Maddie, I'm about to take the cake with this one. Precursor, I'm not exaggerating with any of this, and I will try to keep it short, but so much goes wrong. At the time, I was 17 and in high school. I heard about this guy through mutual friends. He went to a different school, but he was a senior and so hot. He found my number and texted me to go to a movie together. I agree, and I'm pumped. He then texts me the name of the theater and the name of the movie and the time it starts and tells me to meet him there. The theater is 20 minutes away from me. It's close to his house, not mine. He doesn't ask what movie I would want to see, and his choice sucks. And he doesn't ask me if the time is okay or offer to pick me up or anything. But I'm like, whatever, he's hot, it's fine. So I drive myself to the theater, and I'm in the lobby waiting, and the movie is starting, so I text him to see where he is. He texts back that he's running a little late and then tells, not asks, he tells me to just get his ticket and a large popcorn, a large Coke, and some bunch of crunch candy box, or a bunch of crunch candy box, sorry, and said he'll see me in there. So I'm 17 and of course broke, so the $60 on snacks and tickets was stressful, but I'm young and dumb, so I just do it, and I'm sitting in this movie for the first 30 minutes alone, waiting for him. He then comes in and sits down next to me. No apology or explanation. He puts his arm around me and he absolutely reeks of BO. I was so shocked because he was so cute, but his wet, gross armpit was now on my shoulder, getting my shirt wet with his sweat, and I could not escape his body odor. It was like permeating the whole area. I suffered through the rest of the movie, so embarrassed that he smelled this bad. So the movie ends. He's walking me to my car and he's bragging about himself, and I literally don't even say any words and he doesn't notice or care. So we get to my car and I'm just planning to leave, but it's clear he isn't going to pay me back and I'm annoyed. He then straight up grabs my face and begins to make out with me, like very aggressively. And the aggression is not even the worst part. His mouth was cold. His tongue was cold. He, he It was like he'd just been sucking on ice or something. And his breath smelled like a hot, steamy pile of dog shit, like he'd been munching on some steamy dog shit in his drive over. Between the already sickening body odor, the dog shit breath, and the fact that his ice-cold tongue was violently poking its way around my mouth, I literally pulled away as fast as I could. I turned to the side, and I vomited like a lot and loudly. He jumped back so grossed out, yelled out that I was a bitch with an ugly car. He then ran away. I eventually stopped vomiting, got in my car, and as I was driving out of the parking lot, I could still taste and smell him all over me, and I pulled over and vomited again. I never heard from him again. I was so shook. He came from a very wealthy family and was super po- and was this super popular jock and so hot and everyone wanted him. And he was so gross and rude and aggressive and smelly. And I was cute and my car was not ugly. I still, to this day, 10 years later, have so many questions and I'm so confused by that whole experience. That is awesome. That sounds like he got exactly what he deserved. That's always what you hope will happen to guys who are terrible and stinky. You hope that they will get barfed on. So I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Okay, next. She says, this happened my freshman year of college. My roommate was dating this guy and he set up a group date to go night ziplining. He texted her to bring one of her roommates and set up a blind date with one of his friends. She asks me to come and I'm super excited. Who doesn't love ziplining? All right. I just want to pause here because at the end of last week's episode, I said that blind dating never works out. And I had like 10 people message me and be like, I met my husband that way. So it actually does work. I get that it, okay, sometimes it does work. It doesn't always fail, but it is definitely usually the beginning of a story that ends up in a podcast about bad dates. All right, so continue. 
Plus, I was a new freshman and I was excited to date some new people. So I'm getting ready to go and he comes and knocks on our door to pick us up. As I'm leaving the apartment with them, he turns around and looks at me very confused and says, are you coming? I respond, um, yes. I didn't think anything of it. So we kept going and get into his car. My date is sitting waiting in the car. I think it's kind of weird that he didn't come in, but I let it slide. So I'm sitting in the back seat with him just chatting trying to get to know him. We keep driving and are kind of far away from campus. We drive into a neighborhood and pull up to a house and my date gets out of the car. I realize what is happening. My date did not know I was coming. My date brought his own date. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I am mortified. I'm trying to think of how on earth I can get out of this situation, but we are too far away. So I am stuck. At this point, it is my roommate and her boyfriend sitting in the front, then my date, his date, and me sitting in the back row. I am incredibly uncomfortable. We then roll up to the ziplining place and get out. Luckily, there are a good amount of people so I can blend in. We are ziplining and it's super fun except for the fact that I am mortified and so embarrassed that my date brought a date. At one point in the course, there's a line that you go down with someone. I, of course, do not have a date or anyone to go down with. I end up getting paired with some guy's brother. No idea who it is. So how this works is the dude is in the back and has to hold on to my zipline so we stay together. I am basically sitting in his lap. No idea who he is. Halfway down, my zipline starts turning. I'm all the way turned around and we are face to face like two inches apart. Little freshman me is mortified. So after we get off, I scurry to the next line and try to pretend that it didn't happen. Eventually, we are done and go back to my car. My date drops off his date and then I go home. I get home and have a talk with my roommate and try to pretend that the whole thing never happened. That's when she told me that she forgot to tell her boyfriend that I was coming. So he told his friend to find another date. I knew I'd never see the guy again that I ziplined with and I found peace in that. Okay, this reminds me of the bad party phenomenon. Let me tell you what the bad party phenomenon is. So Kate McKinnon once said in an interview that she likes going to bad parties more than she likes going to good parties. And that's because you always have a better story after you go to a bad party. And that was my motto for dating. And now that I say that out loud, I realize how depressing that is. Like the bar for dating used to be, oh my gosh, maybe I'll find somebody to date. Maybe I'll find somebody possibly to marry. Maybe even I'll find my soulmate. And now we're just at the point that like, maybe we'll get a good story. Like maybe that will be the reward for putting yourself out there. Also, in this particular situation, why would your friend not tell her boyfriend that you were coming. And when her boyfriend was acting confused, why would she not clarify? There were ample opportunities to clear this up before you got in the car, even after you got in the car. This feels like a really good opportunity to tell you guys about my rideshare app idea. Okay, I want to invent a rideshare app that is women only. So only female drivers, and they can only pick up other females. Because first of all, how much safer are you going to feel? I'm sorry. It's just, it's the way the cookie crumbles. Men commit like 99.9999% of murders. You're just, when you get in a car with a stranger, you just feel safer when it's a woman. Anyway, all female rideshare. I'm going to call it Boober. And you can use this for a myriad of different things. One, if you're feeling unsafe and you just need a safe ride from a safe woman. Two, you get a discount if it's to bail you out of a date. So like in this situation, you would call your boober and then you would know that you would be picked up by a nice lady. She'd probably drive you through like Wendy's, get some nuggies and a frosty, and she would help you feel better. Don't you guys feel like life would just go so much smoother if things were ran by women? I know there's going to be people that come from 
me for this, but now I've got my rage pants on and we just have to talk about this because what was a bigger lie that you were told all growing up than men can't control their thoughts? Do you remember being told that? Biggest lie ever. Because if men can't control their thoughts, why are they in charge of anything? Oh, sorry. I mean, why are they in charge of everything? It doesn't seem like they should get to have it both ways. I don't feel like it's fair that men get to say, well, we can't control our thoughts when they do something creepy or illegal, and then get to be rewarded with positions of power, which they then use to say that women are too emotional to hold said positions. Don't even get me started on the whole men can't control their thoughts when we talk about modesty. I'm sure I've raged about this before, about how I don't think modesty is even real. But like, if the sight of a shoulder makes you feel like it's appropriate to commit a crime, maybe you shouldn't be a senator, sir. If women are so emotional and so irrational, why is it that we can see a bare thigh and not think it entitles us to a sexual encounter? Hmm? Riddle me that, Brent. Okay, what are we what are we talking about? How did we get here? Let's move on. So, this next story that I'm going to tell you guys is not one that was submitted to me. Okay, it's one that I learned about on a documentary, and it's truly the most horrific dating story I've ever heard in my life. It ends with a murder. So, as you can imagine, it truly is the the worst of the worst. And I felt like I should just Put this on the podcast so that you guys know at least this didn't happen to you. Dating is terrible, and you're probably going to have more bad dates in your future, but you can look to this story for comfort because this is rock bottom. So I learned about this true crime story from a documentary called Tall Hot Blonde, and you guys will understand why it's called that. So our story begins with a guy named Thomas. He's 46, he's married, he's got kids. And he's feeling bored in his life, probably because he's a giant loser. And he decides to start cheating on his wife and online dating. So he meets a girl online whose username is Tall Hot Blonde. He starts talking to her. She's 18 years old. Her name is Jessie. She's an athlete. She's beautiful. And he tells her that he is 25. His name is Tommy. He's in the Marines. He has like all these secret missions that he has to leave the country for. And they start an online relationship. So it starts, you know, like casually, and then they get into like some sexy stuff. And then they're eventually full on in a relationship in love. So after a year of this, Tommy's quote unquote, Tommy's real name's Thomas, but he goes by Tommy in this like catfish world. So Thomas's wife gets on his computer and finds all of these messages after a year of doing this. So his wife messages Jesse, this 18-year-old girl, and says, hey, by the way, the guy you're talking to is my 46-year-old husband, and he's been lying to you this whole time. So Jesse, this 18-year-old, is devastated. She then wants to get more info because she's not sure what the truth is. So she finds out where Thomas works, and she reaches out to one of his co-workers. She finds this guy named Brian. He's 22, and Brian confirms that Thomas is this old guy. He's 46. He's got a family. He's married, the whole thing. So Jesse then confides in Brian, and they strike up a relationship, which then turns romantic. So they, you know, send pics to each other. They're doing the whole thing. And Thomas is not happy about this. Thomas messages Jesse and says, I am going to kill Brian, which he then does. He takes a gun to work and kills Brian over this internet girlfriend. So then the police get involved and they say, well, we got to find out who Jesse is. They have all these pictures of her. They have all this information about her. They know exactly where she lives. They show up at her house. 
guess what? Jessie's not real. It's her mom who has been catfishing men using pictures of her daughter. So yeah, have you had some bad dates? Yes. Have you met some terrible people on dating apps? For sure. But has your mother ever used explicit photos of you to catfish multiple men and then get one of them killed? I can confidently say that that is pretty unlikely that that has happened to you. So at least you're doing better than that. Can you believe that that mom did that to her daughter? You have to be a deep level of depraved to do that to your own daughter. I'm not normally one to look on the bright side, but it is very easy to see the bright side of terrible dates when that is not how it ends. Okay, I thought I was going to end on that one, but we definitely have time for another bad date that you guys submitted. So let's get into it. She says, it was my first year of high school and I was hit up by the hot popular senior. When I say hot, I mean he was the Troy Bolton of our school. Hopefully this doesn't give away my identity, lol. I don't know how I would know your identity. Maybe... Maybe this is from my high school and she said that and maybe I'm like supposed to know who it was, but I have no idea who it was. And also these are completely anonymous because on the form you submitted these on, I didn't leave a place for you to say your name. So if I should know who this is, I need to be told. I'm so curious. Let's continue. It was our first date and we went on a double date with my sister and her boyfriend. We got wings and headed to a movie. In the car on the way to the movie, I got clammy and sweaty and felt like I might die from stomach pains. I knew a storm was a brewing. I casually clenched my cheeks as tight as I could and speed walked to the bathroom when we arrived to the theater. But the walk from the parking lot to the bathroom was so long and I could not make it. I pooped my pants. I had on my brand new light gray bedazzled rock revival jeans, if you know, you know, and there was no saving them. I literally took them off and rinsed them in the sink. Luckily, I had a shirt that was stretchy, so I stretched it over my butt and sat through the entire movie. It was hell. I'm sure someone had to have caught a whiff. After the movie, my sister sister and I were getting dropped off at our house and they wanted to come in and hang out, aka make out. I made up some excuse as to why I couldn't continue on with the night, and I spent the rest of the night with it coming out both ends. Never go to wingers on a first date. Weirdly enough, we ended up dating for a couple months, and he had no idea what happened on our first date. First of all, I co-signed that. Do not go to wingers on a first date. Maybe don't go to wingers ever. I don't know if wingers is a chain or it's just a thing here, but it is terrible. Second thing, I consider it to be quite a flex when people have made it all the way through their adult life without pooping their pants. And to be honest, when people tell me they haven't, I I almost don't believe them. Those are like the people who say they don't pick their nose. Like, yes, you do. If you are alone in a room and you're relaxed and you're laying down and you feel a little boogie, you pick it. Humans are so gross. Nothing makes you come face to face with how gross you are. Quite like living with a significant other. Because you're living with this person who you like and you want them to think you're sexy, but then you have to like live your life normally, which entails a lot of grossness. Like if you're in this girl situation and you get the hot snakes on the way to the movie theater, you can't just wait until he leaves to take care of it. Like you live with this person. Like if you have diarrhea, they will know about it. Nobody told me how not sexy marriage is for that exact reason. All right. I think we are wrapping it up here. I think we're done with bad date stories for a while because truly I cannot handle how many of you guys say yes to people who do not deserve to go on dates with you. Also, if I had a dollar for every story that was submitted to me that mentioned that their date either made a Ted Bundy joke, had a gun with them, or insisted that they pray over their food in public, I would have like... 
I mean, probably like $100, which should alarm a lot of people. But thank you for submitting them. Thank you for the laughs. But overall, please be safe, be kind, be hot. Don't say yes to every date. I love you so much. I will talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs) 